Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. You know, I preached on the, the law of honor this morning, and, and one of the things about the law of honor is honoring the Holy Spirit. That's what we do. You know, you want, I talked about how to attract God's favor and blessing in your life. And this is an often overlooked principle, but it's called the law of honor. And, and when we honor the Holy Spirit, we honor the Holy Spirit here. This church is about honoring the Holy Spirit because you have to understand. This is the, this is the, this is the age of the Holy Spirit. This is the time of the Holy Spirit. This is now the time of the Holy Spirit. Jesus finished his work. He said, it is finished. And the law and the prophets spoke of him. And he was the fulfillment of the law. And the period of the law came to an end. That's why Jesus left, went back to the Father, seated at the right hand of the Father. And he said that he would not leave us orphans, but he would send another one, just like him, a comforter. Parakletos, the comforter, the helper, the standby, the teacher, the counselor, the strengthener, the one called alongside to help us. And he said, he will not only be with you, he will be in you. That's why he said, it is more advantageous that I leave, Jesus said, because when I leave, because until I leave, the spirit of truth cannot come. But once I leave, the spirit of truth will come. And he is the one that comes to anoint. It is the Holy Spirit is the one who anoints. So when we talk about the anointing, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the manifestation, the move of the Holy Spirit, the touch of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the signs and the wonders and the miracles. So when the Holy Spirit moves, he always moves in a supernatural way. And that's the problem with religion. Religion has no room for the supernatural. Religion makes no room for the supernatural. Religion dishonors the Holy Spirit. And we have Christians and churches all over America, all over the world that dishonor the Holy Spirit. They do not honor him. They do not honor the one who brings the gifts. And they say, oh yeah, we believe in the Holy Spirit, but you reject the gifts. That's like saying to me, come to my house, but don't bring your wife. I ain't coming. I come, my wife comes. Come to my house, but don't wear your colorful shirts. I ain't coming. <laughs> Just. Religion is like communism. Have you ever seen like North Korea? They all wear, they all wear the same gray or brown pajamas, you know. There's no variety. There's no color. There's no diversity. When you talk about the Holy Spirit, there's always a diversity of gifts. Diverse tongues, diversities of gifts, diversities of ministries and differences of callings and operations. So the Holy Spirit has so much variety. The way he flows, the way he moves, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's different. So there's no cookie cutter. There's no cookie cutter. There's a diversity in the, in the Holy Spirit, and we have to be open to the diversity of the Holy Spirit. And, and you look at churches, 
Everything is, is like a cookie cutter. They look like they come out of the same factory. Seeker-friendly factory. Like it's a, like an assembly line of, you know, they just come out of an assembly. But if you think about like Joseph, the father gave him a coat of many colors. And that represents the, the anointing and the diversities of the gifts of the Spirit and the operations. So when, we, when it comes to the anointing, we have to be open to the different ways that the Spirit moves. I mean, look at what happened here tonight. And I can tell you, this was totally the Holy Ghost. I was just following the Holy Ghost. This is not something I conjured up. I wasn't even thinking about this. I wasn't planning this. I, I didn't say, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to call out every nation, pray fire on. No. It just, it was, a, it was the way the Holy Spirit was moving. And you have to follow the Holy Spirit. If you want to see the, the anointing released, you have to follow the Holy Spirit. You have to honor the Holy Spirit. You have to put all your plans, flush everything down the toilet, and you follow the Holy Spirit. You cannot have a preconceived idea of how he's going to move. And so, speaking on the anointing, one of the, amen, one of the keys to the anointing, one of the keys to the anointing is the freedom. And I'm so free. I mean, you know, the way I started, some people will get nervous. What, in the, what is he doing? Who does he think he is? And whatever. I'm totally free to follow the Holy Spirit. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. And if somebody doesn't like praying for the nations, that's their problem, not mine. Because the Holy Spirit loves the nations and he wants to move and he wants to touch. And, and it's just such a unique way and how, how people, different people got. Sometimes you call out people who need healing and pray for them. Sometimes you call out the nations. And pray over them. Hallelujah. We got Italy. Hallelujah. We got Minnesota. The land of lakes. Oh, no, that's, is that, yeah, is that, yeah. Soda. Twin Cities. Spent a few weeks there on a project. Hallelujah. Thank God it was in the summer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where was she from? Ja Jamaica? No. She came up for Jamaica. Kingston. Hallelujah. I'm coming for you. I just got to hear the clapping. Hallelujah. Everybody say honor. honor. See, whoever you honor is whoever you make room for. And if you honor the Holy Spirit, you make room for the Holy Spirit. If you honor God in the area of finances, you're making room for God to move in the area of finances. If you honor the gifts of the Spirit, you make room for the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And if you honor God, He honors you. Hallelujah. I'm just going to do this right real quick and then 
continue to teach on the subject of the anointing. I mean, we've been doing a lot of demonstration first and teaching later these Sunday nights. Um, so if you're expecting a lot of teaching, I don't know. I'm, I'm go you're going to have to come to Bible school for the teaching on the anointing. I mean, I... Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And there is, a, there is a connection to money and the anointing. There is a major connection with, the money, with money and anointing. And people, people, you need to understand that there is a connection with, between money and anointing. And, and I'm not talking about you can't buy the anointing with money. But there is definitely a connection with money and anointing. Because you know why? Because money is power in the world. Anointing is power in the kingdom. Money is power in the natural the world uses money as power, but if we, if we hold on to money, then we're holding on, and, or if we're trusting in money or mammon, then we're actually trusting in earthly power. But that's why Jesus said, if you cannot be faithful with unrighteous mammon, how will you be given the true riches? And the true riches is the anointing. The true riches is the power of the Holy, that comes by the Holy Spirit. So... You know, and I've seen that. You know, the more somebody wants to hold on to money, I've never seen somebody that's stingy get anointed. You have to be a giver. You have to be generous, and you have to be free with money. It has to be able to just flow through you. Yeah. It, you can't. It can't come to you and you hoard it. You know, and and become like the Dead Sea, where you know there's. Who's that? Okay. Can't become like the Dead Sea where there's an inflow but there's no outflow. That's why it's called the Dead Sea. Water flows in, water doesn't flow out, it's dead. And, and if you want to die financially, then you start hoarding up and whatever comes in, income, if it doesn't go out. See? Amplify says, honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your income. So there's an income in, in, coming in. But there has to be a, a going out. There has to be a going out. And so going out is what honors the Lord. It's got to go out from you. And it's got to go out with, without any strings attached. There can't be any strings attached when you give. And when you give to the church, when you give into the kingdom, there can't be any strings attached. Don't give and then come later and say, well, you know, I gave all this to the church. Now can I get favors? Can I get this? Can I get that? And I've had people do that to me. And it's like, you can see there are strings attached. I've actually even given checks back. Because a lady came, wanted to drop a check in the ministry, and then she, she started to tell me what to do with the ministry. And then I don't like this, and so change that. I said, you know what? I love you. God bless you. Just keep your check because you, know, you can't manipulate me with your money, and you're not going to give with strings attached. Now you want to try to control and manipulate with money. If you trust in the anointing, then just give. If you trust in the anointing, then just give. 
If you're going to sow into a ministry, that means you trust the ministry then you, and be a blessing. But don't tell, don't try to buy your way in to the ministry with money. Because that's, remember, that's what um, Simon the sorcerer tried to do. He offered money for the anointing, and Peter said, you and your money perish. Your heart's not right. So you have to give with pure motives to honor God. That's all you're doing. You're honoring God, and God's going to honor you. You're not giving to men. You're not giving to a church. Because if you think you're giving to a church, then now you want the church to, hey, you know, I want to do something here at the church. Can I use the church for free for some event that I want to do or whatever, you know. Hey, now, now you're starting, trying to manipulate. Now you're trying to manipulate. And, oh, can I get this? Can I get that? You know, can the pastor do me some favors because I'm, I'm Brother Big Bucks? Can I sit in the front row because I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest giver in the church? Oh, now I need to be on the committee. The committee that they're going to create and run. Because we don't have no committees. And then next thing you know, his wife is going to be on the platform singing. And, and his son has got to be, you know, doing this. And the kid's got to be doing that. And now his brother comes in to the picture. The whole family. Now it becomes like a f family business, you know. Now, now the church is being run by the family, family, the family, mafia. And if they don't like it, they'll go start their own church and bring in a hireling and they run it. I've seen, I've seen business people literally start churches and bring somebody in, some hireling to run it. And the church is literally their business operation. And because it's got to be the family. It's got to be the family. The family. I, I've seen it all. <laughs> Hallelujah. So... You have to give with no strings attached. You have to give to honor God. And your reward comes from Him. Because that's what He says. So shall, so shall your storage places be filled with plenty. And your vats will be overflowing with new, new wine. And that is a double, twofold blessing. Because storage places being filled with plenty represents material blessing that's going to come into your life. But vats overflowing with new wine represents the anointing. So not only will you get financially blessed, but the Lord will also bless you with the anointing because you're a giver. And you give to honor God. So givers get anointed. Because when you are faithful in your giving, then God will give you the true riches. And there is always a test. So money is very much attached to the anointing. Not that you can buy it or manipulate it, but you give freely and then the Lord blesses you because he can see your heart that whatever comes in will flow freely from you with no strings attached and you will not manipulate it, you will not control it because if you control money, you'll control the anointing. And that's one of the things that I've learned in the ministry. Like when I would go pray, preach in a church, if they wanted to control the money, I wouldn't preach there because I know if they're going to control the money, they're going to try to control the anointing. So I always said, I come in, I fly myself, I pay my own way, 
I get my own hotel, I book my own flight, and then you give me an opportunity to receive a love offering and just minister. And if they said no, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. Because if I let them book me, they're going to book me in the red eye. Instead of a three-hour flight, I'm connecting with five other cities for some cheap ticket. And then I'm, I'm, I'm putting Motel Cockroach. Motel 6. Roach Motel. That's why the first time I came to Ukraine, 2007, I saw the picture. You look so young. You were interpreting for me. I showed the picture to somebody. I said, look, that's Eugene interpreting for me. 2007, when I first went to, to Kiev to preach, at, it was the second time I went to preach, but at the church, Victory Church, with the pastor, really Apostle Henry Madawa, amazing man of God. When I went there, I, I walked out of the plane first, they booked me in business class, which is not a very long, long flight. It's like a two-hour flight from Istanbul to Kiev. But I came out, and there was somebody with my name on it. And then I came out. I hadn't, I'd never have, had that happen before. And they, they said, okay. And then I, I was taken with you know, the VIP terminal. Said, they said, sit here. They took my passport. And then I had uh, a Ukrainian uh, assistant that I had with me, a guy named Arthur that he used to... You know, he was on my, run my media operations, so he traveled with me, and we're sitting there. And I said to him, I said, you watch, these meetings are going to be amazing this week. He said, why? I said, because already, look at this. He goes, he didn't get it. I said, look how they're honoring yes. us coming in. Because I've gone to places where they forgot to pick me up at the airport. I'm in a country I have went for the first time, and nobody even showed up. So I learned my lesson. Quickly, I mean, in the early days, you kind of like, you just, any place you get to go, like, praise God, I just get to go to a nation. But after a while, I realized, because I went to one place, they put me in a hotel. I think it was actually a Buddhist temple. I walked in, and there's this huge, big, fat Buddha in the lobby. And I'm looking around. It's like everything is like all this Buddhist stuff. I said, this, is, this place is full of devils. I am going to stay here. And then I went, and the bed was so hard. I mean, I think this is softer. You could bounce a quarter off of it, hit the roof. I'm lying there. I'm going, oh, my God. I'm, I'm sleeping on a, a piece of plywood or something. And I, and I said, I didn't know what to do. So first, of course, the first thing I had to do was I had to plead the blood of Jesus over the room in the hotel. Because every floor, there was like a... Shivas and every, every Indian god and goddess was in that place. And I thought to myself, the, does the pastor not have a clue where he put me? And then, and it's winter, it's snowing outside. Okay, so... And the room is so hot, it had to be like 120 degrees in there. Like, I mean, like, there's like literally, you know, they have the radiator heaters, like, with the hot water. I mean, it's so hot. I didn't, 
You could burn yourself from a foot, feet away. I mean, it was so hot in that room. I thought, you, and I couldn't, you can turn it off. It's like all central heating. And then it's snowing outside. I'm so hot. So I had to open the window. And there's snow coming in. This side is freezing. This side is burning. So yeah, I had to turn. I didn't sleep all night. I, I called down to the lobby. I said, send me eight pillows. He said, what do you mean? I said, send me eight pillows. So I put all those pillows and slept on the pillows. It was awful. I went to preach the next day. They said, welcome. I said, really? We're here to receive. Um, okay. I preached for three days. I didn't go for the money, of course, you know, but, but you know, the Lord spoke to me. He said, come back here, do a fire conference. So I told the pastor, I said, I'm going to come back here. I'm going to do a week-long fire conference. I'm going to pay for the whole thing. I said, oh, yeah, they, they got really excited about that. <laughs> so I'm going to pay for the whole thing. I want to bring pastors in from all over the nation. I want to rent buses. Ended up doing a five-day fire conference, booked a hotel, booked my own self, this time at the Hilton. <laughs> Flew myself and brought in 60 pastors and had a, a, a five-day fire conference. Power got hit. Hundreds of people came, and it really actually affected the nation. This was, this was in Bulgaria. Did a fire conference in Sofia and really people I mean they still talk about it. I've got so many people they still talk about what happened in those in that conference because the fire God hit over 60 different pastors and we sowed into the nation paid for the whole thing right out of Turkey you know so and then um, later on of course I found out some other things you know but we could have had more, more people come, but I, I found out the control that was going on behind the scenes. But I'm coming to a nation, so I have to partner with somebody, you know. They ordered a bunch of stuff and tried to bill me for it. I said I wouldn't pay for it. T-shirts, <laughs> flags, all kinds of stuff. I said I ain't paying for it. I didn't order that. Well, it's a conference. I said, I, did I order the T-shirts? Did I order any flags? I'm not paying for it. So obviously the, that was an offense. But that's fine. I'm not going to just flush down, flush God's money down the toilet because his cousin made T-shirts. And, and it's going to double charge me. Family business, you know. So I'm not paying for that. Well, we're offended. I said, that's your problem, because I didn't order that. I didn't, I, did I ask for T-shirts? Did I ask for flags? I said, I asked for pastors to be brought in buses. I'll pay for that. And so what happened was, and then I, um, I wanted to broadcast everything, so I, I um, you know, it, 
it was starting to get over budget a little bit, and so I, I asked for a media company to come with their cameras and broadcast everything. So the guy came, and um, he got so touched, the guy that was running the media, he got so touched, the power got hit him, but he got so touched with what was happening with the pastors. He said, I've never seen anything like this. People getting touched, wrecked like this. I mean, I've never seen these pastors actually in the same room together. He was so touched. I was supposed to pay him $5,000 for the media production, and we had run out of money. And I was praying, 5000 Lord, I need $5,000. i got to pay this guy before I leave. And because the offerings are very little, and then I was giving it away every night, the offering. Most of the time I was giving it. The Lord would highlight a city, and I would sow into that city and everything. So final night, I was supposed to pay this guy $5,000. I didn't have the $5,000. I was like going to say, okay, can I wire it? Believe in God. And then he comes to me in tears. He goes, I want to sow. I'm, I do. You don't have to pay me the 5000 I want to. And, and, on, and on top of it, he gives an offering from his production company. If you have anything, he goes, here's an offering. Can you, you know, use this for my nation, you know? So, giving works. Giving works. Giving works. Hallelujah. I didn't go there because of the money. I went there because to bless the nation. And, and about, there's a lot of people in Bulgaria that speak Turkish, so they were watching us on television, our broadcasts, and, and, um, and many of the, what they call the, the gypsies, the Roman, they came very hungry, very, very hungry. The Lord touched many, many of them, and it was powerful. People still talk about it to this day. Today, I even got... Happy Father's Day's messages from Bulgaria today from many, many pastors. Turkish-speaking pastors, gypsy pastors. To this day, 12 years later, still getting Happy Father's Day. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.